I got to kick this episode off with a correction because as uh, my wife, i.e. my biggest fan, was listening to our episode that we did on the cell. Uh-huh. I mentioned on there that I put the uh, the, the 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 DVD that we had into our PS4 to watch it, when in reality we have a PS5. Wow, wow, you because uh, that is how out of touch I am. I was going to say I'll you're tell so you this. out of touch. You don't even know you got a, a highly prized PlayStation Five yeah. just sitting right there. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I barely I barely play Nintendo on it at all. <laughs> It's my favorite to play Nintendo on, I think. I mean, if you're going to play Nintendo on, it's a pretty good system to play it on me. Right. I mainly use it to play my movie CDs. That's, that's one way to do Listen, some Blu-ray players are, you know, 50 a 100 bucks. Some are 700 to 1000 <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so I just got to get my corrections out of the way. Yeah. I'm sure that there will be many more to cover on the newest installment good. of Dead and Lovely, the podcast featuring me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Steve. And today we're going total kiki kiki mama mama uh-huh. for the it. last time. Yada, 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 question mark. Ha ha, lol. We know it's not the last time. <laughs> we're talking about a Jason goes to hell the final of free day uh i will you saying ghost to hell uh reminds me anna and i came up with a concept that that we 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 kind of fleshed out a little bit called hell ghost Mm. hell is haunted sounds kind of cool honestly yeah yeah like Yeah. yeah like there's demons down there that are scared of ghosts Whoa! Yeah, uh-huh. okay. that's how scary ghosts are. I gotta think are. on this for a little while. Yeah, think, think about it. it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> we'll ghosts. be diving deep into this dang old pellicula. If you want to get straight onto the movie review and discussion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast right. description. But take off your socks and shoes and hang yeah. out with your boys as we Sit catch down. up a little bit. I've had myself a uh, a reasonably busy week. It's not been too terribly bad. Getting in that autumnal Halloween spirit. I had oh, myself yeah. a good old pumpkin on tap down uh, oh, yeah. at Merchants cool. of Beer in the Old City, Knoxville here, and it was a delight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just last night had another Elysian Puncacino uh, yeah. uh, coffee pumpkin stout that they, mm-hmm. they got here seasonally. Fucking, it slaps. It's so good, man. It's like maybe i mean because that punk like i would like to compare the two because that one i think pumpkin king punk king is still my favorite i think yeah. but i'm not sure mm-hmm. man that pumpkin cold brew nitro rig that's where it's at Woo. yeah it's so fucking good <laughs> so fucking good man yeah, you How's your week been? It. man it's been some it's, it's been it's been stressful but a month uh, of a week huh it's been a damn side of a month of a week yeah uh, but yeah, no, we're 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 getting uh, stuff done. Uh, haven't had anything interesting to really report, other than you know, hey, just working our asses off on Legacy Brutality and been working on this and just getting into that Halloween spirit, as you said. Because I'll tell you what, it's nice outside. It is Fuck nice. Yeah, oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I tell you that. Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been watching a few things to get myself in that dang old Halloween spirit. We watched a god dang old Gersburp the other day. Gersburp. Gersburp. Oh my god. 
Dude, I thought that I had seen it before. Had never seen it. Plot twist, had never seen it. <laughs> that was the twist. You were watching it, and you turned to Kate at the end, and you said, I've never seen that before. Twist, musical and stinger. mind was blown. <laughs> had old Jack Black running around in uh-huh. there. Had a dang old marionette puppet ventriloquist yeah. dummy mm-hmm. man. and a, Absolutely. All kinds of good stuff. Now, here's the thing. I have never read a Gersbermp. Book. I also have not. My sister did. I was a little too old for Goosebumps. Your sister reads Goosebumps. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Um, but I'll tell you, like, even not having any kind of like sentimental attachment to the to the um, the franchise or anything, I still really enjoyed the movie, and it was really yeah, really fun. I actually think I'm gonna go down to uh, dang old McKay in Knoxville here and find myself some used copies of some of them little old Gersburn books Ooh, okay. and give them a shot. Yeah, do it and report back to us. I'll report back with my findings. Yeah. Um, I went and seen dang old Gorblin. Gorblin is on tour yes, right now did. playing uh-huh. their live soundtrack to Demons, which we did on the show just a scant couple weeks ago. Yeah. Dude. How was it? Fucking awesome. Avid listeners of the show might remember last year whenever they came through Knoxville yeah. and did Suspiria mm-hmm. soundtrack yes. live to a projection of the movie, and I went and saw that, and it was fucking fantastic. Um, I think this show overall, like if you're listening to this, they're still on tour right now, so this they might are. entice you. I think it might have even been better this time. I mean, wow. the the soundtrack to Demons is a little bit more rock-oriented, and considering yeah. that their, their live band setup is electric guitar, bass, drums, keyboards... Um, it, it just kind of translated a little bit better to that setup, whereas the Suspiria soundtrack is all kinds of like weird acoustic yeah. and ethnic instruments for the most part. So they're having to do a lot of stuff, you know, uh, synthesized and sampled and so on, and it was still really cool. But I don't know. There's something about the Demon soundtrack that just kind of lends itself better, I think, to this format. And, dude, I'm telling you, they played it along with the movie, which is great, and then they did an encore set after that. Do you mind if I fucking do some spoiler yeah, let's alerts? Hear it. What'd they do? Okay. So spoiler alert, if you are already set on going to the show, just skip ahead a little bit here because I don't want to spoil it for you. But if you're kinda on the fence about going and you don't know if you want to see them or not, maybe this will entice you. Okay. Yeah, let's hear. Fuck, man. So they did like all kinds of tunes from um you know, other movies that they've done, like Phenomenon, uh-huh. all kinds of other shit. A couple like weird Italian movies that I was not familiar with. And, dude, they threw some fucking covers in there that I nearly, like, jumped out of my seat for, dude. They did, like, a super goblinized version of various themes from Halloween. So, like, John Carpenter's Halloween themes played by fucking Goblin. That's awesome. Beyond sick. And they kind of, like, montaged that into their version of Tubular Bells from the Exorcist theme. Oh, cool. Which was sick as fuck. It was awesome man so good dude. wow it that's was awesome. really really honestly like worth the price of admission just to hear those those covers it was so wow. cool like it still sounded like goblin but it was also that legendary shit that i like so much yeah. really 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 fun show go see him if you can um i think the only other thing i watched this week is kate and i started watching through that dang old interview with a vampire series what they got on dang old hbo uh-huh. And dude, we're like three episodes in, and so far it is fucking 
awesome. I have really okay. liked it. I, I don't know where it's going to go after this, but man, the episodes that we watched so far, I am hooked. It's really, really awesome. The main dude in it playing Louis is, uh, you know, Grey Worm from dang old oh, Game okay. of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that show, as part of the Unsullied, he's obviously very stoic and not very emotive and stuff, so you never really got to see Mm -hmm. him act, act, act. But, dude, he is fucking awesome in this. Oh, my God. Fantastic. That's awesome. I I, uh, hadn't really... I had seen that, like, on the Max app, but hadn't really even thought about watching it. Uh, I read some of the books. Have you read any of the books? No, I haven't. Kate okay. has. And, okay, uh, she's, she's, she's like, liking it. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely liking it so far. I mean, it kind of, it strays away from the books in some ways, but it's still a really cool telling of that same story that you're expecting. Okay, cool. I'm interested. Yeah. The only complaint I have so far is that, I think it's in the third episode is when we got introduced to the, uh, is her name Claudia? It's like Kirsten Dunst's character in the uh, original. Mm-hmm. The girl playing Claudia's accent is not great <laughs> okay not great it's uh-huh. it's mainly just standing out because everybody else on the show is so fan-fucking-tastic you know that she's just like a oh, cut below them and you can really tell because they're all amazing but i don't know maybe it'll make sense as i keep watching yeah yeah maybe so okay so i'm interested yeah dude what about you what have you been watching well, we've uh, we've we've got some interesting things down, including boy, uh, we finally finished the Conjuring verse and, and and uploaded the old Hell Rankers, and we we finished off with the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, which you loved, I'm uh, sure. It's okay. So imagine you know how in the Conjuring one, it's like a witch who's possessed by a demon or whatever. And I know you haven't seen the second one, but there's a demon involved. In this okay. one, it's Satanists. <laughs> Satanists did oh, it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm right? listening. And that sounds cool, but like these movies are so Catholic that it, oh, it really yeah. is just like they are the they're like if you grabbed a random person in 1984 in a piggly wiggly and said, "What is a Satanist?" That's that's what these Satanists are. Very interesting. So they're in there just throwing kids down in Comet Ping Pong Pizza and yeah. drinking yep. their Adrenochrome and all kinds right. of other mm-hmm. stuff is what they're doing yeah, with, yeah. with, with old, uh, Hillary, aren't they? Yeah, with Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. I suspect. And they're playing D&D and of listening course. to Ozzy Osbourne, ain't they? What else would Satanists do but play D&D? It's like... <laughs> Satan's Satan's will is accomplished by playing D and I'm just saying. And listening to that dang old satanic Ozzy Osbourne. Uh-huh, Man, I'll yeah. tell you what. <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> I mean, have you listened to a lot of Ozzy's solo career? It's Dude, a lot of music that does not sound no. evil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? Like, it's so crazy to me. Every time I remember that people thought Kiss were Satanists because. Right. You like you can look at posters of Kiss and go like, oh, those guys are scary or whatever. But have you heard Kiss? Yeah, I <laughs> want to rock and roll all night and, and worship Satan all the time. <laughs> like yeah. what? No, that's not Satan. That's like 
I know they hated disco, but they are the most influenced by disco rock act of the 70s. Right? I mean, dude, the fucking Dynasty record is a heavy disco album, and it's awesome. Like, it, I Was Made yeah, for Loving okay, You and all that yes, shit is yes, great. That's great. It is disco, but it's it's so crazy to imagine Demon Man up there with his long tongue. And it's like, I was made, I was made for, for loving you, you, baby. Come on, man. <laughs> Knights in Satan service. That's how they get you. They that get is. you a disco dance and swinging them hips around. Yeah. Woo! Next thing you know, sucking the blood out of baby. 100%. It just makes it sense. That's how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a great movie at all. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of, um, you know, uh, the the, the uh, uh, interview with the vampire. The movies. <laughs> movies. Uh, very interesting that you're watching it because we just, on, on Sunday, we just watched Queen of the Damned on Ice Cream Sunday. <laughs> Boy, that's something. New metal vampires, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're very new metal, and I know this is like, uh, you know, for people who are a few years older, are younger than us, this was like a sexual awakening film. You know, we talked about that with The Mummy, and watching right. it, it's like, I get that. Like, there's a ton of attractive people in it. Like, I understand that. That makes sense. But The Mummy's also fun, <laughs> and Queen of the Damned is shit. <laughs> it's so bad. It has been so long since I watched that. I remember it has like Aaliyah in yeah, it. Aaliyah, Who plays she's, Lestat. Yeah. Oh fuck! What was his name? Stewart something. Gordon Stewart. No, I can't remember. Something Stewart. Stewart Smalley. Stewart Copeland, maybe. That's the drummer of the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the drummer of the police. He was Lestat. Interesting. <laughs> you know Fascinating. Roxanne. I was not aware of that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Anyway, now so, I know, yeah. man. Now I know. Yeah. How does that hold up? Like, is it is it, it any good? No. Well, I mean, you know, it, it it's a cultural artifact. Like, if you want to know what post nine eleven movies that were accidentally made before 9-11 so they didn't like get to the note like we're supposed to be somber um but they're very much in line of like woodstock 99 aesthetic <laughs> like it's so interesting it's just like a weird overlap like all the movies that were made before 9-11 that came out like in the wake of 9-11 like if they weren't serious enough or absurd enough it really was just like, wait, what is this? Why did you make this? Mm. <laughs> anyway. If so. you want some supplemental listening material, uh, apparently uh, Steve Vai, a.k.a. my guitar idol and real dad, uh-huh. he was a, a huge fan of the Anne Rice books and the Interview with the okay. Vampire movie and stuff. And he, uh, he apparently aspired to play Lestat in queen of the damned like he wanted that role he wanted to be in that it, part but never really got into acting so okay it didn't really pan out but he wrote a song called love blood that's kind of from the perspective of a vampire and it's it's a vocal song it's got lyrics and stuff it is a uh, man it's been a long time since i listened to it but it's probably quite silly <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have changed much if he was listat i feel like yeah with okay, no yeah. acting experience whatsoever that's fine <laughs> yeah would have been would have been okay anyway so uh uh we also we watched uh on on friday night we watched not of this earth which was a a remake of a a corman movie 
Uh, Dude, you don't even know. You are on a roll with my classic 80 shredders right now. Joe Satriani, his first full-length album was called Not of This Earth. So, what? Okay. Yeah, dude, you're on a roll right now, and you don't even know it. All right. Well, it also starred Tracy Lords, and doesn't she have a band? I uh, do not I know. know. <laughs> anyway, it's made by uh, a guy who mostly made porn. Uh, and Tracy Lords, no way. Right. If you're wondering about the quality, but we did have a good time with it. Uh, I think it's, it's definitely fun. Like, if you're looking for a, just a silly 80s sci-fi horror thing not of this earth 1988 i believe it was check it out hmm. uh we also watched little shop of horrors on the first day of the halloween season uh boy still one of my absolute favorites the best Just dude so amazing. fucking mm-hmm. good man so good that is an unbeatable cast in that oh it's so ah yes just everybody's perfect steve martin is so good just uh, uh, man it's so good rick moranis is a fucking Ah, treasure look at him over there just being adorable uh yeah it it really is just a blast and and really fun and the music is stuck in my head now so that's great too hell (laughs) yeah good choice uh then on uh the second we watched house 1977 which i had not seen my first viewing of it and it is awesome and i can't wait to do it on the show no wait you're not talking about like the movie house like the american 80s movie you're talking about the crazy ass japanese one right yeah 1977 it uh, has no one from cheers in it unfortunately woody (laughs) doesn't even show up it's (laughs) Mm -mm, nope nobody knows your name over there nope uh but yeah house uh man if you've never seen it i I go uh, oh, like it, it. It's so interesting and so outrageous, and yeah, I very much enjoyed it. It uh, it's on Max as well, so it's, it's oh, is pretty it? readily available. So check it out. I don't want to say too much because it, it it reminded us as we were watching. It reminded us of several like anime tropes and things that we've seen, but also I saw some. Some elements that I would say we've seen in other movies, like audition and stuff, but not sure. like not torture porn type of anything. Um, uh, it's interesting. It's absurd. It's 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 uh, like you know, it's something that I think once you you get into it and you start to see because there's like so much like like animation effects and stuff on it like really cool stuff like once you get into that bit if you're not sold on it like it's just not for you but it is so like all that stuff is so cool dude i've just watched clips from it and it looks bananas just the visuals alone are so fucking crazy it is and you you should definitely check it out hell yeah uh, and we have continued on our journey watching Cabinet of Curiosities. We watched episode three and four. Uh, as you, you said, you thought I'd like episode three. You were correct. I very Fuck much yeah. enjoyed it. F. Murray Abraham, really good in it. It uh, Very good, like creep, creepy dread type of stuff going on. All that very interesting to me. And I really liked the fourth episode, too, with Kate McCucci and Martin Starr. Really interesting uh that was also directed by anna lily amapur who directed a girl walks home alone at night right oh no shit yeah. was it 
Yeah, yeah. So, man, Cabinet of Curiosities is awesome, and I hope, like, I, I always love horror anthologies. I oh, really yeah. hope they they can keep this up. I really just love how like how much reverence for the genre I think that series has. Like, it, it is so well made and not like super watered down and like tropey. Like, it's not right. like. Like, I don't know. It would have been really easy for it to be like American Horror Story level where it's just kind of like, yeah, it's it's a horror entertainment show, but it's not like really the real shit. You know what I mean? Wait, how Whereas, much American Horror Story have you watched? <laughs> well, man, enough, I guess, to have that opinion. I, right. Okay, honestly, I come, I come down hard on it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few seasons that are really good. There's a right. few seasons that I've watched that have just like... I, I've said on the show in the past, it's like the ADHD just kicks in and they're like, uh, episode six, I don't know, let's just go a completely different direction. Fuck oh, what sure, we're doing. sure, you know? that's true. But it is full of horror, for sure. Yeah, but they do some good stuff on there, for sure. Yeah. That's just my easy target reference, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Cabinet Curiosity's really good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So yeah, that's, that's what we've been watching. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, I also watched... A dang old J Dog go yeah. to H E double hockey stick this week. Uh oh. Oh, so this is this is an interesting time in your life because before this you had not seen it. So you you're changed as an individual. Man, I went into this thinking all J Dogs go to heaven. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and you found out real quick, uh I was wrong. I was wrong. wrong. Well, they go to hell, um, Slightly less than adjacent goes to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hold on. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but the biggest question that's got me wandering around in, uh-huh. in my brain pan is, dang, if I got jasoned, might I make it out alive or might I be a dead? Who can I consult about it? Well, what if we asked... The monster over at BuzzFeed, one of their Ooh, renowned yeah. witches and wizards. The, this is the hottest. The Witch. hottest thing on the internet right now. Have you heard of BuzzFeed? Buzz Look it up. BuzzFeed? Look it up. Yeah. Go check yeah, it out. Double Z, double E, <laughs> BuzzFeed. Yeah. Man, would it be crazy if like we resurrected BuzzFeed? Like if it was just yes, through our efforts that uh-huh. like BuzzFeed just like stocks in BuzzFeed just went, you know, fucking sky high starting tomorrow yes. and they can trace it all back to this show and this quiz we're going to take. <laughs> I hope that happens because I have a whole lot of stock in BuzzFeed. I'm yeah. very bad with money. <laughs> I make terrible decisions financially. <laughs> we got yeah. seven questions to answer here. Steve, uh-huh. let me ask you this. What bring you to Camp Crystal Lake, huh? Is it I'm on vacation, uh-huh. I got lost, yeah. I'm working, or I'm looking for Jason, J-Dog? Well, I'm guessing um, I, I'm, probably, I'm probably oblivious to, to what's going on with Jason if I'm up at Crystal Lake, because otherwise I wouldn't go there. So I'm going to say I'm on vacation. That makes sense okay. to me. I think that knowing me, I'm probably not relaxing and I'm going up there to work, because I'll tell you one thing that I don't do for fun, camp. Camp is stupid. I don't want to go live outside. Okay. Okay. My ancestors fought tooth and fucking nail to get out of the woods. I'm not going to disrespect their hard work by pretending to need to do that. That's bullshit. <laughs> so I'm probably out there working. Okay. All right. Fuck camping. All right. How did you get there, man? Did you go oh. by school bus? 
Did you go in a van with your friends? Did you go on your motorcycle? Or were you out there hitchhiking? I mean, I was homeschooled, so my school bus experience is very low. I learned how to ride a bike when I was 17, so a motorcycle would lead me to hell, much like Jason. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, and I know too much about true crime to hitchhike. I'm just going to stay in a van with my friends, I think is probably how I got yeah. there. What about you? Well, I like to imagine I've put together a real weird uh, vacation where I've uh, rented a school bus, so that's how I got there. <laughs> you straight bussing, fam. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve, how you feel about swimming? Do you uh-huh. love it? It's yeah. good exercise. I can barely stay afloat, or I love going skinny dippins. Which one is Ooh. you? Well, as a grower and not a shower, <laughs> skinny dippins not fun. Nobody wants Uh-oh. that. You know Hell who no. found out about that? George Costanza. He did do that. There you go. The um, burning. But uh, I I do love swimming. Like getting in the water. Love getting in a pool. So love it. All right, you can have it, man. Me, myself, me, myself, I can barely stay afloat. Oh, yeah. I don't think I was meant to swim. That's not for oh, me, man. That's a shame. There's monsters out there in that ocean. Uh, water. <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh. Can kill you dead really easy. Can. It can. Not it can. a big fan. Not a big fan. I, think I should probably take some adult swimming classes, I think, is what I should probably do. Absolutely. It is a good thing to be able to swim absolutely right. do not want All right. to, you Noted. don't want to be you know what if you're playing a gig out in the middle of the ocean like you do sometimes i do that often off honestly boat, on those cruise gigs yeah yeah and you survive somehow <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta do something i'm just saying i guess so there you go All right Wait, Noted. Shh, shh. did you hear that <gasps> what was that noise oh it must be the wind it's Jason Ooh. for sure. Kiki it's key. probably just a prank. What noise? Huh? Hmm. You know, I grew up out in the country. I didn't uh-huh, grow up yeah. no city boy. I'm a city boy no. now, but I grew up out in the country. And I heard all kinds of strange sounds out there in my old country farmhouse. And most of the time, it was be the wind. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also grew up out in the country. Grew up out in the middle of nowhere and uh yeah if i noticed a noise you know because something like the wind wouldn't really uh catch my attention if i noticed she's a noise. like the wind exactly that's what i'd think i'd be like oh she's like the wind there Probably she is just a prank mm-hmm. yep 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 sounds mm-hmm. right sounds right all right steve let me ask you this what will you bring to the camp far you gonna uh-huh. bring a dang old marshmallows no. huh mm-hmm Mm-mm. You bringing yeah. a hot dogs? Maybe. Arf, arf. You going to bring a music? Mm. Or what about lots of B-O-O-Z-E? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about them boozy alcohols. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring lots of booze if we're going to the campfire. Hell yeah. What about you? I'm bringing the tunes, boy. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You're going to have the you guitar. You get me that dang old flat top, that dang old Spanish guitar out there uh-huh. on the campfire. I'll keep you singing about all night. I will. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There we go. First so thing we're, we're going to be singing on, we're going to be singing on the 1999 smash hit by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas, Smooth, <laughs> number oh, one no. campfire song. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. it's a hot one. I'll say about uh, that fire. Ooh. Did you hear about Santana being anti-trans? 
What is this no? about, guys? I don't Why? know. What? what is his deal? He's like a billion years old. It's like, oh, guess what? Also, can't keep my By fucking the way, mouth shut. My opinion about this thing that doesn't <laughs> affect me whatsoever. Don't right. care for it. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, are you in a relationship, Ben? I'm asking yeah. for a friend. That oh, buzzfeed. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. No, but I've got my eye on someone. I'm mm. not a relationship person. I'm in a love triangle. Triangle. I'm gonna go with a yes, definitely. Yeah. I've been with the same dang old woman for over a two decade. Let's call that a relationship. Let's call it a relation boat because it keeps me afloat. Oh, so aww. sweet. All the fellas say, oh. All the ladies say, oh. 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 Okay. Uh, I also say yes, definitely. That is that is the truth. So there you go. There we go. All uh-huh. right. Seriously, though, what was that noise? It's oh. Jason. We have to leave now. Uh-huh. Stop trying to scare me. That's what you're up what to. What are you talking about? Or I'm too busy hooking up, TBH. Okay. Yeah, that's me. I'm too busy okay. hooking up, TBH. What about you? I'll probably go with a what are you talking about? I probably didn't hear it because I'm thinking about sick riffs all the time. Yeah, this tends to happen. That's true frequently at the house where you know kate will ask me something or there'll be some kind of noise out on the streets or something and she'll be like did you hear that and i'm like no i'm thinking about sick riffs yeah Yeah, that's what i'm thinking about all the time (laughs) now we got our results in dude and i'll tell you this Uh uh-huh it tells me you were presumed dead but returned in the final act to save the day is your name jason Voorhees? because you came back wow back yeah, um, they thought I was my, dead. I made it. Showed them, motherfuckers. I'm a regular uh, Jesus Hagrid Christ <laughs> myself. Jesus Hagrid Christ. Okay, That's what the H stands for. Uh huh. Turns so, out. <laughs> so it turns out I survived, but I died in the sequel. Sorry about it. Aw, there you go. That's too bad. How but did you were I there survive? For the original. That's good. Yeah, I don't get. I said lots of booze. I said I'm hooking up. Like. What's going on? Did Jason just think I was too awesome to kill me? Too cool. That's a problem. <laughs> That's what it is. He was like, that guy's awesome. Got to leave I think he alone. said, I'm going to let him have his moment. I'm going to let you finish, but then I'm going to machete you, he said. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, that does work out for me. At least I get to survive into the sequel, so the actor who plays me gets paid twice. At least nice. there's that. There you go. At least there's that. Well, <laughs> on today's episode... Now that we know how we're going to survive a JSON attack, we're going to talk about dang old J-Dog going uh-huh. to a H-E double hockey stick. Oh, my Lord, from a 19 and what, 93? Uh-huh, 1993. Came out on my birthday in 1993. That's no right. Shit. Happy birthday to me. Dang, on a, <laughs> on a Friday of 13, huh? Uh-huh, that's right. I remember that, that. birthday. We went to the, the uh, Jefferson County Fair. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So wow, man, that's right. Big I day. Remember. I remember it was a big day. Yeah. Uh, what so, were yeah. you at that point? About a, about eleven. Uh, twelve. I turned twelve on that day. Yep. All right. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So yeah, this one was one that like I was well aware of. I think you probably remember it, it was in comic books. It was in a lot of the comic yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the ads for it in yeah. like the Wizard magazine and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, dude. 
to this day, and it still remains this way, the poster for this movie, when you think of Jason Goes to Hell, you can think of what it looks like with the uh-huh. mask and the weird... Metal mask and the weird little thing. thing and uh-huh. the fire. Mm-hmm. It was not until I was like pulling this up on, on, on Max to watch it and really looking at that poster on my, my TV in a bigly uh-huh. way uh-huh. that my eye could discern what it was okay. like you know there's this there's there's certain things that once you see it one way you can't unsee it like right like for for example like the 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 disney logo right i've always seen uh, it as uh-huh. giz gizney i've never seen that as a d i can't <laughs> i can't see the disney d as the letter d it is a okay. backwards g and i'll always see it that way gizney <laughs> yeah and it's even worse because uh, my buddy Zach from Whitechapel told me he's always seen the Y as a P. Giz- and now, it, dude, it's Giznap. Like the Giznap. fucking logo is Giznap to me, and I can't see it any other way. <laughs> um, this movie poster has always been one of those for me where, like, I, I don't know what it is, dude. It's like somehow due to the positioning of, like, the mask and the weird, you know, snaky thing where its mouth is right over where jason's mouth would be Uh uh-huh it's always looked like a broken jason mask with this silly little tiny mouth demon face behind it like i can't (laughs) i can't see the poster right surely i can't be the only one because it's a very very shittily designed poster i don't know why they made the mask like chrome that makes zero fucking sense to me no and then it it definitely drew me in it's not in the movie yeah, it's not in the movie, but it drew me in as a kid. Like I thought, oh, I, it'll be cool when that happens. It didn't, but it, <laughs> it doesn't it, though. You know, like you, you know that kid expectation. How like it doesn't oh, yeah. matter even when it gets like dashed. The expectation itself was cool. So oh, yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah. So some of this movie is kind of just like to me. Well, honestly, I'll say I, I like this movie. I know it's bad. But I like this movie, and I think some of it's nostalgia. Where I was, I was twelve years old when it came out, like old enough to know what was going on, old enough to want to go see it, not getting to go see it, but finally when it came out on video, like renting it immediately and watching it. And I was disappointed, like a lot of people, that Jason isn't in it that much. Not really. it still was cool to me. I still thought it was cool. So it wasn't until I got a little older and watched it, and I was like, eh, this is kind of bad. But even now, like, watching I just watched it three times and would watch it three more times because I had a blast. <laughs> I had a fun time watching this insane movie that makes no sense. It is a batshit crazy movie, man. Like, I, I didn't grow up watching these flicks. Um, I think kind of like right before, right as the podcast started is actually uh-huh. when I watched through the entire series or at least what was streaming which at that point was just the friday the 13th movies which this is not a part of because this is when the franchise shifted over to new line cinema who Mm -hmm. had the rights to jason but not to friday the 13th hence the title of this movie and how it doesn't do an intro with reused footage from the other flicks as most of the other ones have Uh so i went into this movie just the other night, watching this for the first fucking time after having uh-huh. seen the other ones and sat on them for years, and of course now we've done them, you know, on the show one by one. I had no idea what to expect out of this movie. It was, uh, 
It was not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I'm going to guess just based on what I know about you that you assumed from the title he was in hell. I was really thinking there was going to be some time that we spend yeah. down there with uh, Beazle Bub cool. and some lesser imps and demons right. with variegated tails and pitchforks cool. and uh, Lake of Fire and so on and so forth. Um, and, and, you know, sure enough, when the movie starts, Jason gets blowed up in yeah. a real big way. And I was like, well, yeah. this is All where right, the so hell now starts. now he's going to be in hell, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> not really, though. No, nope, he's not. Yeah, so... I, I, I contend, I do understand. So other people have had that complaint. Uh, I do contend, though, that the, the, the promise of the premise is, is fulfilled. At the end, he goes to hell. But yeah, <laughs> it, it would be fun as hell to see Jason in hell. Like, they could have done so much with that. I, I think that's an interesting idea. It was never one of the ideas, though. Uh, along the way of writing the script and the script got changed a lot but at no point did they actually have him really in hell I, I love the tradition of the friday the 13th movies which you can learn so much about by watching the crystal lake memories documentary so which yeah. it's not streaming anywhere right now but you can watch it on youtube it's yeah, kind huh? of a it's kind of a shitty upload and sure. the you I think the speed well. is slightly increased on the YouTube upload. Everything oh, seems like it? a little bit too fast and pitched uh, up. It's kind of weird, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but you can still watch it for free, and it's like fucking yeah, six and a half hours. It's huge. It's so but good. But this yeah. entire franchise has been like, oh, the last movie uh, it made more money than we thought. Uh, time to make a new one and make a bunch more money. Oh, shit, we're down to the day before we got to start shooting. We don't have a script. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, cobble something together. Uh, like... <laughs> How the fuck did this franchise become legendary when it has just been fumbled, 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 mishandled so many times? Let me give some context here. So we we have, you know, our last film was was Jason Takes Manhattan, and uh, it's more like Jason uh, appears in Canada for a little bit. (laughs) Jason Uh, takes a boat and spends five minutes in Times Square. (laughs) Yeah. But... um, that that kind of failed, and Frank Mancuso Jr. was just kind of done with the series. He wanted to move on, and everything was sold off to Paramount. Or uh, yeah, to uh, uh, New Line from Paramount, and Sean Cunningham got back in involved because they were supposed to make Jason versus Freddy, or at least that was the hope that they were going to get this Jason versus Freddy movie out. But they also, uh, you know, after some time had to figure out like well we got to keep the rights and we might as well make some money since we have the rights with this so we, we we should make a movie while we're waiting to get that made so this was that movie um time killer <laughs> well it wasn't intended to be that but the the idea was uh so uh our, our director here adam marcus who was 23 at the time and i really want to talk about him a little bit but he he wrote a, a uh, he was supposed to direct a movie that his friend had wrote called Johnny Zombie, which was sold to Disney and became My Boyfriend's Back. They didn't want a first time director working on it though, so um, uh, Sean Cunningham, who was producer on it, uh, got another director and uh, 
then we uh, Adam Marcus came to him and was like, you know, you you, you took that job for me. I, I feel like you owe me one. And uh, Sean Cunningham was like, well, we're we're thinking of making this Friday Thirteenth movie to go in between the last one and uh, Freddy versus Jason. And so Adam Marcus starts working on something which is a uh, about uh, you know Jason being this thing that can inhabit other people, but it, it really was focused on Jason has an unknown twin brother, Elijah Voorhees, who oh. digs up or uh, pulls th- this ignores part eight uh, and comes right in at the end of part seven, who pulls Jason out of uh, Crystal Lake and performs an autopsy on him, pulling out the heart and then eating it like we see actually happen in th- the final film whoa so that's where that came from is this other fucking script yeah so yeah the original idea remains um and what okay so it's a little it's debatable adam marcus says that sean cunningham hired him and said to him just take the fucking hockey mask off of him uh Hmm, sean cunningham says that's a fucking lie and they never said that, and that it was Adam Marcus's decision to do that. And Adam Marcus countered, I was a 23-year-old first-time director. I did not have that level of creative control. So, Yeah, well, the thing is, too, is, like, you know, Cunningham's original vision, obviously, if you've seen the fucking first movie, it's, it's about a mom who lost her son and is getting right. revenge. Like, he didn't create Jason movies at all. No. That wasn't his, like, intention. So yes, and I would kind of believe it if he's just like... I'm tired of this Jason character. Yes. This isn't what I invented this series for. Yes. And it, it, it's kind of, he wanted it to be a sequel to part two. So that's why it kind of becomes what it is. It, uh, it, instead of having what Adam Marcus wanted of like, okay, Jason is dead, but the, there's something inside of Jason that lives on. Um, it, it, <laughs> It takes on an interesting character over time where it becomes that the intention, considering that Sean Cunningham wants it to be, you know, a sequel from from the earlier movie that he created, Adam Marcus viewed it then as, okay, he wanted to make an Evil Dead movie. He decides that in his head canon, what's going on is that uh, Mrs. Voorhees had used the Necronomicon to raise her son. All right. And that Jason is a deadite. And that's played out in the final film. We see the Necronomicon and the 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 dagger that she uses is very clearly supposed to be the Kandarian dagger. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that makes sense. And that was definitely one of those things in this movie that I was like, wait, what in the fuck? That's the Necronomicon. Like, the Necronomicon with the right. face on the cover and shit. Yes, and so Jason, Jason Voorhees, the, the the lumbering mound you see, is the, 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 the form that this Kandarian demon chooses to take. Um, and that's like why it, he can't it, die, it etc. Sense. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Like, that's interesting. That does kind of explain away, you know, how Jason keeps coming back time after time and other bizarre supernatural powers that he has clearly displayed through the series that have never been explained. It's just like, whoa, he's a deadite? Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it also explains something else, uh, interestingly, because if you look into the the whole 
uh, Evil Dead verse, what you find is it's multiversal. Um, there are multiple different universes within the Evil Dead universe. And it got me to thinking that actually explains all of the Friday the 13th movies. It's a multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse there are like, time jumps and stuff that are crazy yeah. like the the entire timeline of this even lining up with the end of this movie where we have you know freddy's dead that came out around the same time and freddy uh, you know the little freddy reveal at the uh, at the final scene of this movie that yeah. doesn't even line up year wise because right. that was supposed to happen in the year i don't know 2001 or something right like? yeah and, and okay so this it's interesting to me because like the multiverse has become a thing that like is a very common story that is told in so many different franchises. Sure. But it was all it was developed in the beginning to retcon canon. <laughs> like that's what it's for. That's what it's supposed to do. Uh, and so if you look at Jason in a multiversal way, it all makes sense. Like mm-hmm. yes, in the original first one, Jason Voorhees was dead. There is no Jason Voorhees after that, and his mom dies, and that's the end of that story. Part two is, well, what if his mom raised him? <laughs> what if something like that? What if somehow something like that happened? You know, and then, there, you know, we got, like, stuff like part four that sh- shows us clearly not just Jason get a machete through the head, but, like, he gets hacked up. Like, Corey, yeah. ha- Corey Feldman is hacking him up. And then in the next movie, we're told Tommy Jarvis is now this much older and a completely different person. Like, it it really... And in, in this movie itself, the star, Steve, the, the, the main protagonist, I guess, Steven, is played by the main protagonist of Friday the 13th, the series, who's a completely different character. That's so fucking weird. And I'm, like, honestly at odds about it. Like, part of me part of me looks at that kind of storytelling and I appreciate it and I'm totally okay with it because it feels like mythology, you know, like if you look at all the stories of, uh, you know, Greek or Roman or Nordic, uh, mythological figures, there's all kinds of contradictions in their stories where it's like he was supposed to have died here, but now he's back appearing in this tale that's supposed to have happened later. And it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. You're just building up this Mm -hmm. legendary hero villain archetype character the linearity of the story doesn't really matter that right. much. Like I'm okay with it being, yeah, Tales of the Multiverse. And then also, part of me just acknowledges like, wow, what a great way to be lazy about your continuity. Right. Just say multiverse. <laughs> multiverse, like, oh, sure. All is forgiven. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it's what I'm saying is it's so weird that it's become just a normal thing that like franchises build to the multiverse. And it's like, they made that to make up for bad storytelling, guys. It's yeah. weird to like build to it, um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's also interesting though to think about this in relation to my own fantasy rewrite of Jason Takes Manhattan, which is that as we saw in part six, a bunch of yuppies are moving into Crystal Lake. In my fantasy, it's just Jason is now in a much larger Crystal Lake city. The explanation then for me for why the FBI is now after him would be, well, he's been seen now in big city Crystal Lake. So they put together a task force to find him and kill him. Yeah, And maybe you can even say that's what happened here after what uh, takes place in Jason Manhattan. A bunch of people saw him maybe the fbi is now after him 
it okay. doesn't make a lot of sense it, it, how he got back to man from Manhattan to Crystal Lake, and also he was a little boy at the end of Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> dude, last time we saw him, which we did Jason Takes Manhattan on the show, I don't know, last year sometime, right? Yeah, sometime. It was early mm-hmm. this year, maybe in January, maybe. Or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, the last time that we saw him, he was getting covered in, uh, yeah, sewer goo, uh-huh. which is radioactive waste, which they flood the Apparently. sewer with nightly, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is New York. Yeah. And yeah, he was a, he was a little boy uh, with old melty face. That's the last yeah. time we saw him. And now in this, it's just like, I don't know, he's back. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. The, the thing is, too, that, like, the original script and then, like, later rewrites and then further rewrites that happened as you said when they were like we still do not have a script like a and they needed it over the weekend and they brought in uh uh leslie boehm to do rewrites and brought in uh lewis abernathy to do rewrites uncredited like and they ended up like rewriting so much of it and then a ton of it also got changed on set as it happened and then also about uh, there's an estimate that 45 minutes 50 minutes of it is what was originally shot and then like the rest was all reshoots and like they had they went back in the whole like tent scene with the 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 three people and the you know the stop sign through the through the chest uh that was thrown in because they were like the the producers really wanted some campers to get killed you know because that's what happens in friday the 13th movies (laughs) i was like enjoying that stuff and then i was uh i rewatched about i don't know a third of the movie today Uh and i was still enjoying it but i was like ultimately this does jack shit for the movie. Like, it doesn't unrelated. do anything yeah. for the plot. Well, totally unrelated. Ca- okay, uh, I would say it does bridge the mortuary to the um, uh, 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 outside of the restaurant bit. What it was does he that, doing on but, the way? Yeah, but it's not necessary. You wouldn't, you wouldn't absolutely need it, but let's remember what it does do. It gives us boobs. It gives us sex. It also gives us a naked man, which is not something you see very often in Friday the 13th. <laughs> and two ladies pissing right in a row and just drip drying out there. Just plum drip yeah, drying. That is true. This is an interesting thing. Like, just this, that scene, uh, the the naked man, et cetera. Because this, this is considered also a very uh, queer installment of Friday the 13th. Um, or, you know, the whole franchise. I think we talked about this also with Part 7, where there were a lot of uh, gay actors and whatnot. But this this one has a lot of intentionally sort of queer elements to it. Uh, and he uh, Adam Marcus said in both Crystal Lake Memories and in the making of thing I watched on the, on the Blu-ray, that he intentionally wanted to include, you know, uh, more male nudity. He wanted to have like this equal amount of male nudity to to female nudity because he thought it was you know uh, it would be more interesting to female fans <laughs> to see naked men, um, and then also like that whole scene itself is is like I think maybe the most graphic sex scene in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. 
I, think I mean, definitely so. if you compare it to, you know, is, is it part five or six? But they, uh, that, part five is the like, one in the woods. <laughs> yeah, is, super, yeah. super neutered, yeah. like nothing really going on there. Yeah. And dude, especially in the, the unrated version of this movie, which I unfortunately could not stream. I only watched the right. rated version, but oh, I found some clips man. of some of the like of the kills that got yeah. cut down. Dude, that scene where yeah, they're they're fucking in the tent and then Jason rips that girl in half. Yeah, it yeah. is uh-huh. brutal. Holy well, shit, it looks good. And it's it's also like yeah, like cuz the bit that you do see is that she get like it stabs through the tent and like you see the blood and stuff. But in the unrated, which uh, I rented from Movie Madness here, uh it it, yeah, it, like you see, it go through and then rip up, like, and she f- falls in half, and the it looks so good because these are K and B effects. It looks so fucking good that oh, yeah. I and I know why they cut it out. It's brutal as shit, and it's like it's like sex and violence combined totally. in a very yeah. like brutal way. But it looks so good. Like the effects Man. are just so good. I can't even imagine too. So apparently the story is is that the male and female actors that are in there banging in the tent were like just they were dating recently. And just well, yeah, broke like up. they were just yeah. recently a couple and broke up <laughs> yeah. right before they both got those parts. And dude, like I I can't even imagine what that would be like to be filming a simulated sex scene with an ex and then also it's like all right, now let's cut. Let's cut to this uh, you know, super hyper realistic body double we made yeah. of your ex you know with her head back and ecstasy yeah. and titties in the air and stuff put that on your lap all right like she's riding you and now we're gonna rip it in half like, <laughs> yeah that's brutal that has to be like some kind of weirdly traumatizing thing to right. go through right <laughs> unless things ended extremely bad <laughs> no no it didn't seem like that from the crystal lake memories uh, interviews they seem to be to uh still have been cool with each other but it's definitely awkward you know with your ex to be because they're they're naked as shit like they're full on uh yeah that scene that scene is so brutal in the unrated and like it is a real shame that the unrated is not streaming this is another like you know we can talk about how awesome physical media is but like like why not just give the option you know there's so many times they do that in, on streamers where you can watch an unrated version i mean they did that with like megan on peacock and stuff and i i think you know why not just throw it up there it it looks great like because all the effects are just so good that that yeah. cast of her is just so realistic and and then like you know other things like the heart eating scene is extended it's like oh. even grosser <laughs> oh it's nasty uh, yeah it's so nasty uh there yeah there's more extensive like scenes in the basement with the demon going into mrs Voorhees. uh yeah it's it's the effects are so good the melty guy all that stuff just so good that i don't know it covers up for me a lot of the fact that like I couldn't figure because the baby changes ages clearly several times. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was different babies. Right. Yeah. Couldn't figure yeah. that out. Couldn't figure out like because Stephen is with the the I guess Jason's niece, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out her between her and the 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 chick who worked at the the diner sometimes. 
Like and what and what was going on yes, even dude. between I, them? I, like I got was she there all of that mixed up too? I know, right? She's like there at the house cleaning up the blood from this dead woman. Like, is is she like? Are they super close? I know they work together, but like, are they family friends? I, like, listen, dude, I got a lot of friends I'm real close with, but like, I'm not cleaning up, up their dead mother's your, blood, your dead mom's blood off the carpet. Yeah. I don't know I'm that tight with a lot of people, dude. Honestly, that's, that's, that's a real different fucking level. tight. Yeah. So yeah, I I think like the the story overall is it's clear that like you know six people wrote it. Um, oh man, yeah, it's a mutt. <laughs> It's a total mutt. This is one of those yeah. ones you can definitely watch and be like, wow, this got hacked up uh-huh. on the cutting room floor and by the MPAA. And it yeah. definitely got, you know, rushed through production without a really super clear through line because we're we're introduced to so much stuff that you're just like, wait, what? Like, yeah. Jason has had a sister this entire time. Right. Okay. Who has a daughter. <laughs> so he has a niece and she has, he has kids. a niece. So he has, uh, what is that? A grand niece? Yeah, like I he, guess. Yeah, and, and then also, lineage. it's like uh, who's the main character of the movie, really? Because like at first, it kind of feels like it's going to be Di- Diane is her name, right? The daughter's right. sister. Uh huh. And then it's like, well, okay, no, she's dead. Uh, yeah. Jessica, maybe the daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Stephen's in the movie a lot. Like I don't yeah, really know who the main character default. of this movie is. I think it's Stephen by default. Um, I think like. And, and he doesn't really have much of an arc. It's um, his wife and he, or, or I guess it never says they were married, does it? Uh, like he and his think so. former partner had a baby. They have split for some reason. She doesn't hate him and wants him to have like relationship with the baby, but she doesn't want to see him. Um, but he's also so, like never seen the baby until like, right. he sees it in that box in the back room at the diner. Yes. Like, <laughs> so, so they're estranged in some way, <laughs> but she's pretty cool with him all the same. Yeah, huh? it's weird. And so finding out that all that was done in reshoots, they decided they were in a relationship later. <laughs> it makes wow. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got all the all the Creighton Duke stuff. Who Creighton Duke is this bounty hunter. Uh-huh. who is kind of the, the lore keeper of Jason, yeah. who introduces us to all kinds of stuff that he knows right. that he has learned about Jason through methods that we <laughs> never find yeah. out about. Like, how yeah. does he know this shit? Where did he get the information? Well, in we the script... We never fucking find out. The, the movie, uh, the original cut, I believe, was over two hours. And in the original Whoa. script, there was... Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, some background on that where he was out as a kid. He and his girlfriend were out canoeing on Crystal Lake, and Jason pulled his girlfriend into the lake, and, you know, he barely escaped. And he's been, you know, he became this bounty hunter so that he could, uh, you know, make money to spend his time trying to find Jason. Uh, and he's such a terrible bounty hunter that at no point. Uh, in all the movies up to this has he ever showed up at crystal lake like <laughs> hey is jason killing people oh he is there he is <laughs> wow dude okay but, so i yeah. will say though like as soon as he popped on screen i was so delighted because that dude plays Steven a character Williams. in supernatural called uh-huh. rufus and the character oh, of okay. rufus in supernatural 
is fucking awesome. So as soon as this guy popped up on screen, Kate and I were like, oh shit, fucking Rufus is in this movie. Yeah. And dude, he is chewing the fuck up out of that scenery. <laughs> yes, he, he is. is having more He's fun, having fun than anybody yeah. in this movie. He yeah. is so good, man. His his delivery of this stuff that is like bonkers insane, but he is right. having so much joy with it even like as he's like breaking dudes fingers yes. in jail just he's to spill so more like yeah he could have just been an exposition machine and been like boy let me tell you about j-dog you don't know about him yeah but he's like oh you want to know all right put your hand through here i'm gonna break yeah. one of your fingers if you want to know all right is it for any reason no he's just no. crazy and loves doing it yeah it's interesting it's like he he wants to catch jason but he wants he gets pleasure out of hurting this guy more than he wants <laughs> yeah. to catch Jason, which why? might explain why he hasn't caught Jason up to this point. <laughs> might be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's getting too distracted by just uh, inflicting pain upon others to actually yeah. get the job done, man. He's a uh, he's a lot of fun though. He's definitely a highlight of this movie, even though the yeah, character itself makes no sense, and all the lore that he spills makes no <laughs> sense. Where somehow he knows that Jason can only be killed by another Voorhees. And not only that, it has to be another Voorhees holding this very specific knife, which he just happens to have. Well, it's hurt by the fact that they can't say aloud it's an Evil Dead movie, right? Right, yes. If he could say, like, Jason is a Deadite, and I read, you know, I've, I've learned from... Uh, tapes I heard in a cabin in the woods or whatever things like that like if if they could have like at the very least alluded more to those evil dead things that may have made it make a little more sense yeah (laughs) but it as is it's just like oh okay these are just new Jason rules don't feed them after midnight got it yeah sure whatever has to be this knife it's like yeah you, you couldn't you couldn't have just shot him in the police station, which earlier on in the movie, it, what is her name? Is it Jessica? <laughs> which one? The Diane's daughter, Jason's niece. Oh, I think it's Jess. Jessica yeah, let's go with that. I think so. I think that's right. But like earlier, she shoots him in the police station and it doesn't kill him. And it's like, well, that's a Voorhees killing him. It's like, oh, well, you didn't use this specific right. yeah. Jason Voorhees eliminating knife. Uh, And you have to do that because he can rebirth himself, but only through another Voorhees, which, okay, if that's the rule, if that's the rules that we're playing by, where Jason can reincarnate himself through a member of his own bloodline for whatever Uh fucking reason that would be, that that does not at all align with Deadite lore, so it kind of shits the bad on that. Right, it does, yes. Then how come early in the movie, whenever we have Jason possessing the cop i think his name is josh uh-huh the one that kills diane right and he gets thrown out the window which i love uh-huh. that it included a throwing through a window scene because always fun. friday 13th yep. movies always does uh-huh. he pulls a mike myers where he's like on the grass and then he's yes. gone uh-huh if he can repossess even a dead member of his family and reincarnate himself how come that boy didn't just jump through that window and be like I'm going to jump in my fucking sister. Now I'm reborn. Why did he leave? He could have just rebirthed himself right there. <laughs> that is a great fucking question. Why? 
Like, why did yeah. he leave? He was so close to fulfilling his he mission. He had it. He had it. And, yeah. and, and, and it, he does end up entering his dead sister later. So, like, it's not like it would have been better to do it a different way. He comes out full-grown Jason somehow anyway, so... I don't know. Like... I don't know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, what's I, the, and what's the rules? It's like he either has to, like, enter through the mouth as a poop worm, or he can just, like, jump straight into the vag, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think... It, yeah, it must be any orifice would work, but the mouth is the easiest i guess it would be <laughs> i don't know easier to uh to attach your mouth to someone else's mouth than to attach your mouth to someone else's pussy <laughs> i don't know though i don't know but hey at the same time though why is it that the first time well i guess it's the second time technically when we see jason doing this body jumping where he's uh-huh. possessing body to body and at first he possesses, yeah, the guy working the morgue, which is really fun. That character is also really yeah. fun. Yeah, mor- the morgue attendant, it, he's perfect. The The fact that he's Jason for, like, two of the most brutal scenes is also great because he's a big yeah. guy, big intimidating guy. But he's also, like, silly and fun. And like every morgue attendant, first thing we see him do is drink from a coke and then they're gonna have pizza like you can't have anybody working as a coroner without them eating near a dead body <laughs> oh you have to you have to you be have eating to. a big old hoagie over the course yeah. if you and work in, in this case he he gets a real special dinner where he eats jason's heart so oh, it's so nasty uh-huh. <laughs> but then whenever jason jumps from that body into the cop it is in this like bizarrely homoerotic scene where Okay, not only is he entering a man through the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what he does. He does. Th- this man is like naked, strapped to this table to stirrups, for, like for some gynecological reason, yeah, in, like, stirrups. Uh huh. Yeah, like the gyno stirrups. Like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. what is that for exactly? Is he just like maybe I go in through the butt, and then he's like, yeah. nah, let's go in through the mouth, and then he has to shave this guy's mustache off for some reason before you can get in there it's, now this is confusing to me for a myriad of reasons steve why, okay. yeah like why would he have to do that why would he have to do that considering uh-huh. the rest of the movie he just yeah you just jump in through the mouth or whatever uh-huh. why would this mustache really be fucking shit up also yeah. too jason is really just a little baby boy who taught him how to shave okay that who taught is, him how that to is shave? wow that's a solid question. He wouldn't I know. Mean, well, I mean, as we've talked about, if if what we see in the movies is correct, Jason doesn't actually die until Friday the 13th Part 4. Like, something happened that brought him back. But if we go by what Adam Marcus says he wanted it to be, his mom brought him back to life in this form. So, yeah, like, he at no point would have learned how to shave. Why would that have occurred? <laughs> so yes, that's odd. Maybe, and I, I don't, I, I'm maybe giving too much credit here, but maybe the 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 deadite thing, the demon thing that enters people can use their their skills. So the fact that the coroner could shave works then. Eh? Well, that would align with another like massive problem this movie has, which is. 
at the very, very end of the movie when the two cops come in and you're not sure which one of them is Jason. Yeah, and the one talks. Talks. That is Jason. Yeah. Then how does that make sense? Yeah. Man, doesn't. that's not cool. Don't make no. fucking Jason talk in any form, dude. It's not how it's supposed to be. No, it's not. And it also, the rest of the movie doesn't play that out. It's the only no. time he can talk suddenly. And it's only yeah. for a weird, like, like, uh, which one do I shoot moment, which you don't even fucking need in a Friday the 13th movie. But I, I think it's interesting that, like, we're talking about this as a Friday the 13th movie. And the reality is that this is a movie made by a 23-year-old. That's bananas, dude. That is fucking bananas. Just went through what we would call a golden era of horror, and he's throwing in reference to so many of those movies in this movie. Like, oh yeah, not just the Freddy glove at the end. The the other elements of this, like Jason being a worm, are Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the. The fact, as you said, he Michael Myers is at a, a certain point. Like that, yeah. there's several moments where it's like, oh, Jason's kind of Michael Myersy now. Fucking creep show crate is in. There's here. a creep show crate in the yes the and as we've said, the Evil Dead. Like Sam Raimi on the set of Army Darkness, Army of Darkness personally handed him the Necronomicon to use for this film. Uh, so like, this is a super meta movie, and it knows that it's a meta movie. And that's it knows that like it's really acknowledging that like okay, Jason as a character in his world are part of the lexicon of horror. Let's just right. wrap it all up. Let's have yeah. Anubis high five and Thor on the way out of here. It's all <laughs> mythology. Absolutely yes. So yeah, that's exactly it. It is a twenty three year old who grew up in this golden age of horror, making a horror movie in a time where this. This is the second lowest uh, box office of any of the Friday the 13th up to that point, but it was the highest box office for a horror movie that year. Well, hell, Steve, I'll tell you why it was dang the lowest grossing one. You ready for this? Let's hear it. You already know. It's because they done went woke and went (laughs) broke is what they did. Hey, listen, which of these other movies features a... Uh, interracial gay mouth to mouth scene. It's uh-huh. this and right here. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, like, th- this is a time when horror people are burned out on horror. And I think it's such an interesting time because people are taking risks and he's taking some risks here. He's showing well, a lot of clearly queer stuff on, on purpose. He is. He dang shows us a, a gender fluid Jason, isn't it? He jumps in the body as woman comes out. He's like, I guess I'm a man wearing a hockey mask now. Well, Look, I, I, I had to go nonsense. in. I had to. Are you done? <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. So, uh, so like, the, Adam Marcus was intentionally including these things as well as, like, the additional male nudity. Um, he, he was including these things because he wanted a reaction. He wanted to, to push the boundaries. And it was interesting watching like a, a behind the scenes making of thing that that he did for the recent Blu-ray release, the Shout Factory Blu-ray release, where he's talking about like um, wanting to push those boundaries and wanting people to have a reaction to those things, and how like it, you know the the ways that like 
um, you know, that, that scene, you know, uses like some BDSM sort of look to it. And it is very much like, you know, uh, the shaving bit is very like BDSM, like trust type of thing. Uh, there, there's a lot of like additional queer elements that I don't know. Like they just kind of stood out to me that like the, the couple going camping with an additional, friend who is uh, clearly very horny like she's trying to yeah she's trying to yeah, have sex with steven going on there mm-hmm. yeah there, there's something going on there the fact that like uh, uh two of the best characters uh uh, uh fucking uh, uh what's joey b and shelby uh played uh you know very awesomely shelby played by uh Le- fucking leslie vernon fucking leslie vernon Jordan. Jordan, <laughs> Leslie, Leslie Jordan. Vernon is the goddamn, uh, that horror movie. Yeah, Leslie Jordan. Uh, th- those two together uh, apparently, like, improved so much of everything they did. Dude, and it's so they're great. so good together. Yeah. It's so it's also, like, the most bizarrely straight I've ever seen Leslie Jordan. Right, but that's the thing is that it is, a, it is like, they, they gender flipped the characters. So like the 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 male character was supposed to be Joey B and the 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 female character was supposed to be Shelby, but just the way that their dynamic was, they thought it would be better to flip it. And she does this great like you know strong butch type who just loves this little man, and he's this like little man who also Crazy is like her. madly in love with her. Yeah. Their so relationship good on is screen, so cool. Dude. Yeah, it's great. And and you also, I mean, just additionally, I find it very interesting that almost everybody in the movie takes care of the baby at some point. <laughs> like this baby's yeah, being raised everybody. by a village. <laughs> takes a village, man. Dude, yeah. I hate that in the in the rated version, we don't get to see the aftermath of Leslie Jordan's kill because Oh, it's so good. Dude, oh. in the movie, I thought he was just getting drowned in a sink. No. He's getting fucking deep fried. Deep fried. That is a fucking yeah. deep fryer that Jason pushes him in and like they did a full makeup of his yeah. skin like all bubbled it looks up and so good. Oh, it's so nasty, man. Uh-huh. Like fuck, man. I would be so upset. If I went through all the care of doing that makeup work and it didn't even get used in the final movie because it looked yeah. so good, I think from what I gathered from uh, you know the the Crystal Lake memories, they kind of had in their mind that they were going to get away with it this time because they were going to release it for home video. Like mm, uh, that was yeah. something that, that I know like, you know like because uh, they have Nicotero on there talking about it and he's like yeah in all of these movies that we always included way more than we knew we would get away with but in we this talked case, about that on the cell episode where right. they just film way more and get told to cut it back and then put right. it out later yeah but in this case it seems like they kind of knew that this stuff was was going to get potential distribution as, a, as an unrated because that was you know home distribution was becoming the the main thing and dvds were starting to, to come out by this point so it, it i think it was uh, around uh 99 or 2000 that the the unrated edition finally got released so that's it's really cool uh it it sucks that it's still not like widely available because like the little bits that we're talking about those makeup and gore effects are just so well done like it sucks to not have them uh in the movie even though it doesn't really affect anything it affects the viewing experience and like really just the overall like 
knowledge of the the craftsmanship and stuff that went into the elements of this that are really good now again the oh, yeah. story and stuff not great but the elements that are great are the gore well i think it's different in this one too knowing that not only was that stuff shot but we still have the footage like there's been a few of these others in the franchise where they filmed some amazing gore stuff and then the tapes were you know destroyed or whatever right. so yeah. it's like well we'll never see it it'll never exist no but- yeah we won't. Knowing that in this one, it's like, oh, yeah, all that footage is still there. I could see it. It's just that they just put the rated one up on streaming. So, yeah, oh, it's kind of a disappointment. It is. It is. I think that there's generally too many characters and locations in this movie. Just yeah. so fucking many. I feel I like right. there's kind of a, a rhythm that the movie gets into where it is just like these characters, different location. Now we're in the diner. Now we're in the jail. Now we're in the Voorhees house. Now we're back to the diner. Now we're just bouncing around all over the place. And I'm like, I don't know what the proximity is of any location to any location. And it's just moving so fast a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that, you know, uh, I don't know that we need a two hour version of this, but that is the stuff that was explored more, Mm. Um, is is he he really included a lot more with the characters and fleshing out their relationships and stuff, and that you know that's not what we get a lot in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's kind of like you're painted into a corner because of the story you're trying trying to tell. Where a story that's a slasher set in a summer camp is pretty simple, like. Yeah. That that's the issue here is that like all the other ones, uh, well, almost all the other ones are slashers uh, set in a summer camp, and that's what we like about them, and that's what we want to see. And kind of honestly, the best scene in this is the camp scene. I feel like like it's the most Friday the Thirteenth scene in the entire yeah. movie. That's when it feels the most like Friday the Thirteenth is when you got some kids fooling around in a tent, and they're like. Who needs to wear a rain jacket? Let's just go for some premarital <laughs> well, raw dog. And he's yeah. like, you die now. Uh-huh. Apparently, the Wall Street Journal uh, said it was like a return to morality because of, you know, the, the kids getting killed in the tent. But uh, Adam Marcus intended, like, you know, because they, they wanted him to include this scene. It was in, in like, you know, reshoots. Um, he, he intended for the reason they're getting killed is they're not having safe sex. Like the mm-hmm. throwing away the condom is the thing that gets them killed, which is interesting. Like, cause I, you know, uh, just, uh, uh over on legacy brutality, been talking about how like the apocalypse trilogy, a lot of it was about like HIV and AIDS and fears around that. Um, and, and this is definitely got that you have this uh, sharing of fluids that causes this, you know thing that completely changes you and, and kind of deteriorates you until you melt right like there there's definitely something there that they're trying to get at but it's just so you know like where why are we going to look to this movie for any message about hiv <laughs> <laughs> how come j-dog never did this fucking body swap business before he was always right. just like you know i like this and i'm in right now yeah it's, it's his good. favorite form that that's Sturdy. that was the yeah, that was the excuse uh, that that I heard uh, said on the the Crystal Lake memories that it's his favorite form, and it makes sense. But like, it's rotting, you know. <laughs> like, if, if your form, your favorite form is rotting, you could just fu- maybe take a different one. 
Could be. I, yeah. I do like the look that they went with with Jason real in cool. this one. Yeah, like it's not the coolest looking one, but I no. like how it makes sense from a storyline perspective. Right. Of he's had this body for God knows how many years, and it's taken so much damage, and even you know been melted by toxic waste the last time that we saw it, and so now it's like he's been wearing that mask so long that. I don't even think there's like a strap holding the mask on. It's almost like his face has grown around the mask. His skin is yeah. all bubbled yeah. up and diseased. He almost looks like the the toxic Avenger or something. Oh yeah, uh huh. That is. I didn't really think of that comparison, but yes, like the the size of the head and the way that it's all misshapen and stuff. Yeah, they were going for like Elephant Man type of thing. Oh, I can see uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and it 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 looks great. Uh, and the fact that. You only see it a little bit uh, in the beginning and the end is, I don't know, I think that like lends to how how much I enjoy it, is that you don't get to see it a lot, so when you do see it, it's like, oh yeah, that does Kind of special, cool. yeah. Yeah. We well, see it in those reflections, too, which makes right. no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't. Doesn't at other all. Other <laughs> normal people can see the, the J-Dog curse in action, right. where somebody's possessed by J-Dog, he looks uh-huh. like J-Dog in right. a reflection, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense at all, though. No. Of course, it's played by old Kane Hodder. Yeah, Kane Hodder, and, um, you know, the, apparently uh, there was really no question for, for Adam Marcus. Like, they, he was just like, yeah, of course, Kane Hodder, as long as he wants a job, he's, he's Jason. Um He's, you know, uh, as we said, he's just in the beginning and the end. The beginning bit, uh, he gets destroyed. Uh, the end bit it. is the, is more of like him getting to do Jasony stuff, and it, it is good. I do love okay. Kane Hodder as Jason. I, I think I think he's he's got the physicality and the intimidation factor. I'll I'll agree with you to an extent, uh-huh. but like. When you're saying at the end of the movie is when he's doing more Jasony stuff, right? Okay, what's more Jasony than just kind of beating on a guy with a broom handle? Because <laughs> <laughs> like this final fight we have between right. Jason and Steven yeah. is so bad. Like it after is. all the fucking years <laughs> and dozens of corpses we've seen Jason leave behind, right. where he is just ruthlessly impaling and slaughtering and decapitating and ripping people apart with his bare hands he gets to steven and he's like i want to bruise this motherfucker up let me get this rake handle out and beat on you some listen i'm just telling you man uh it's the name if your name's steven jason is he's just kind of like oh shit watch out that's why he's never fucked with you is what you're saying he's never once fucked with me so i assume that's what it is ah that's what it is huh (laughs) It just makes sense. I mean, that yeah. could be part of the lore for all we know. They're right, making yeah. it up as they go. We just watched like uh, a trained boxer fight with Jason on a rooftop, and nothing. Right, like he <laughs> made no impact on Jason, and this guy, it's just like yeah, backhand, and Jason's like, oh no. <laughs> what do you think about the way that Jason uh, and his heart are kind of personified in here, where that heart kind of grows a a mind and body of its own that was not can, something i saw coming yeah it's 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 interesting it, it can allure people into eating it that's, apparently yeah. yeah that's so interesting yeah i i think there's just so many elements of this 
that I love um, that I can overlook them. I'm not saying it's like high on my list favorite movie, uh, favorite Friday Thirteenth movies or anything, but it, it's definitely better um, now in my head. Like now, when I watch it, especially having seen the unrated with the extra gore and stuff. Now, when I watch it, I'm kind of stoked for it because like it used to be like, oh shit, you got to get through. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan and Jason goes to hell to get to fucking Jason X, which is fun, and uh, Freddy versus Jason, which is fun. I think this one's fun. I think it, I have a fun time with it. I had a decent time watching it. I like that it it introduced some more supernatural stuff into the Jason world. Of course, yes. they dabbled with that, you know, with the, the one where he's fighting the psychic Seven. girl yeah, and yeah. all that. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed that. I liked that that psychic uh, fight kind of leveled the playing field a little bit, even though the movie's not exactly great. But no, <laughs> even the way like this movie worked in some non-standard gore stuff, I liked. Like the guy that he's had Jason's spirit in him for long enough that it's like started to destroy his body, and once he transfers to a new body, the dude like melts. Yeah, yeah, RoboCop style. Dude. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. RoboCop style, man. That was like a little moment of kind of Clive Barker-esque like yes. body horror in this movie that I was like, this is fun because you know, so much of the gore that we've seen in these movies is just physical brutality. It's impalings, decapitations, you know, stuff that could kind of happen in real life, I suppose. Right. But then just to get to see a guy melt uh-huh. and like his damn jaw sticks to the floor uh-huh. as he pulls his head up, like, dude, that was so fucking cool. I liked seeing some of the new, more supernatural stuff get worked into this franchise. Yeah. I was okay with that. Yeah, me too. I also just like gore wise, the when uh the the coroner first gets possessed and that other coroner is like making fun of Jason and shit and you know then he like puts that probe through the back of his head but he yeah. slams his head down on that like waffle grate pattern Ooh, that's and it's cool too, so right? brutal yeah it took me a second to like figure out what was going on there because it's just like a full screen close-up on that guy's yeah. Yeah, face meat getting pushed through that waffle uh-huh. grate and it's like oh my <laughs> yeah. god that's fucking brutal like it is even though there is some gore that happens off screen in this or in really quick cuts yeah i do think some of it's done kind of cool like there's that one uh-huh. guy that gets all stoked when his chick picks him up from her i don't know oh, bowling man. or something yes and you the get like two crush. frames uh-huh. yeah, of her head getting yes. slammed in that car door. Oh, it's so brutal. I mean, yeah, it is just like two frames. Even in the, the unrated, it's just quick. But it's perfect because it's just quick. Because you just see it kind of collapse. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was all pretty cool, man. That was all pretty cool. Um, it's also interesting, too, to notice that in this movie, just kind of paralleling with, you know, Freddy's Dead, which is also around the same time. Uh-huh where Freddy's dead takes this leap where it's like in the future and the entire world knows about Freddy Krueger and Freddy's on the news and it's talking about how, yeah, everybody in Springfield is, is dead or whatever. Uh This movie kind of takes a similar route where it's like an international, well, not international, but it's at least a nationwide broadcast on this TV show talking about like, Oh, Jason's back at it again. And we got somebody who's willing to stop him now. Like that's kind of a leap because Jason has always felt very confined to crystal Lake local lore and mythology. But it seems like at this point in his history, he's kind of made the big break. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, if you, you know, uh, 
as I said, he did just walk in downtown Manhattan, so a bunch of people saw him. But, like, uh, it, it is a thing, I think, like, by this point, we see Crystal Lake is a it's, – it's thriving. Like, as we said with Six, it was getting bigger, you know. By, at this point, it, it seems to be a thriving place. So, yeah, he can't get away with doing it anymore. The FBI is, like, up to date on what's happening, and they put together this hush-hush – kill jason task force that has uh something of a plan why don't we have a, one of our hot agents drive up to this cabin <laughs> in crystal lake he hates that it he hates him crazy it. get her titties out get her get her ass out just have Soap her full on getting that <laughs> soaked shower. up yeah <laughs> It'll lure him out for sure. He hates that. But that's not where we're going to capture him. She then needs to escape the house and drag him, like pull him toward this kill zone. What? (laughs) Yeah, all right. That's the plan. All right. It worked. I guess I can't. I guess I I will say, in hindsight, say it was bad. I I enjoyed how unexpected that intro was. You know, it seemed like it was was playing up Mm -hmm. so many tropes. Like, Somebody alone, they're in the woods, there is a, an old abandoned house, they're really smoking hot, they get naked and get in the shower, there's a mirror in the fucking medicine cabinet scene, like, it was playing a lot of the tropes that you just expect, okay, yeah, she's gonna yeah. get impaled or something, then the story will move on, that's how all these movies go, and then it subverts that by being like, nope, he just yeah. gets blown away, doesn't harm anybody, and gets blown the fuck up. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't uh, really like that. Yeah, it's great. And Adam Marcus says in uh, in the the Crystal Lake memories that like every in test screenings everybody loved that moment, but then they were mad because you just killed Jason, right? Yeah, like right there. Yeah, and I remember watching it back in the day and loving that moment, and then yeah, being like, wait, what is happening though after this? Like, where is Jason? Yeah, um, it, it 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 subverts your expectations, but then you don't. You you like the moment, but you want Jason to then just like somehow come back. You want him know, to like right? his parts to just come back together, and now it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie uh, instead of. And this is uh, very interesting. I think it's 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 an interesting fun movie, but it is as I said, it's a meta horror movie that's just like about all horror from the eighties. It's kind of like you know trying to put so many ideas into this and ignoring the thing that everybody loves about friday the 13th the woods the the campers the campers jason jason yeah like fire campfires people telling stories of what's happened in the past about it like those are the things we love and like uh sean i think it was a, a quote i read from sean cunningham where he was like basically saying like yeah we we kind of outthought ourselves like we thought people didn't want to see the same old thing and they did they did want to see the same old thing. And we haven't gotten that again. Since seven, we have not had a real Jason at camp in the woods killing campers Jason movie. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, it's like, been even a while. The, yeah. Even the remake gets so convoluted into like weird like side tangent shit. And it's a, just about one cabin of of 20 somethings like it just doesn't have the same feel as the previous though i know people love that movie and honestly in comparison to you know jason takes manhattan or whatever it's it's a fine film but 
it, it doesn't feel like the previous one. So we we haven't really had, you know, much of a a, a camp slasher Jason movie in, in quite a while. And I wish they wish they just make one, right? Just make I know, me, right? Uh, just good old fashioned, like oh, here's some teenagers having fun. Oh, there's titties and drugs, and oh, they're all dead. Oh no. I think that's what a lot of the like fan made films have kind of tried to do. Yes, is just it like, is. Give, yeah. me, give me the thing I want, and that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, again, yeah. this far into the lore, where we're clearly just making shit up as we go. Fuck what happened in the other movies. What fuck what happened in the past. We just want Jason back. Like, right? It doesn't even matter, really. No. I just want to see them fucking kids at camp get annihilated. Yes, um, <laughs> I'll say like this movie. I am sort of at odds with the with the lack of jasoning going on yeah. in this. I mean, part of me is like, dude, we're this far into this franchise. Maybe it is a great idea to not have yeah, just silent teleporting different. guy. Yeah. In the yeah. hockey mask. I, I, I appreciate the fact that they made that choice and they stuck to it. You know, like yes. they really committed to that. It wasn't like he'll do it one or two times and then Jason's back. It's like, no, he spends the whole movie body jumping, going to uh different vessels and yeah. not wearing a hockey mask it's not even like he jumps into some new body and they're like i gotta go to dick's sporting goods and get my hockey mask and machete like now they fully commit to no he's just jumping body to body yeah yeah that's and I cool like that. yeah it's unique at least i mean there, there's a certain point in these movies where if you just told me to describe you know hey what's the difference between two and six I would probably be like, uh, it's got some random people that get killed by Jason. Uh, <laughs> like, at well, least in this one, I can say definitively, you know, it's like, well, it's the one where he's hopping bodies and there's not much Jason in it. Yeah. Well, six is the comedy one. So just, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's interesting that he hops bodies and they had the opportunity to just have Kane Hodder playing jason as kane hodder because kane hodder is in this as one of the the swat team guys yeah um they have the opportunity i know that uh uh the coroner guy richard gant i believe that actor's really good and i'm glad that he gets his scenes but he could have entered kane hodder and then kane hodder could have been jason and that could have been a fun little nod though the nod wow. that we do get is is fine it would have been cool though to just see kane hodder walking around in swat gear being jason dude i hadn't even thought about that but yeah considering that the more guy the autopsy guy kills kane hodder's character right he could have just jumped into that body right there then we would have had jason without the hockey mask yeah strutting his stuff god that would have been fucking sick i didn't even it would have been cool yeah yeah i mean i understand why they didn't do it uh i mean kane hodder he he is more you know he has gotten more acting acting type of roles but at this point he hasn't done a ton of like acting so but he is physical that like the character doesn't have to say a word he does physical stuff very well. I think he could have done it, but I do understand again that Richard Gant's really good. He he had like um, uh, tried uh, for the role of uh, uh, Duke Creighton, uh, Creighton Duke, uh, and didn't get it. But they they wanted him then for the role of the coroner because he is very good and he he yeah. also has oh, a great, great physicality. So I I fully understand it. It just it was kind of a fantasy. I was like seeing it and being like, oh shit, they could have done this. That would have been cool. 
Man, I think in terms of acting, some of my favorite stuff in the movie happens between uh, Stephen and his buddy Randy, the cop. They're funny. Like, yeah, they're they're buddies and everything, but. Yeah. Randy's trying to do his job as a cop, and they have that fight later on. He's like, I've got a gun. And Steven's like, I've got a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, they then, have a pretty believable, like, buddy relationship going. Yeah, I like I like that, like, they're holding the guns on each other, and then uh, the the cop tells him something about, you know, the, the ex, and he, like, puts the gun down, and he's like, really? And he's, like, asking the questions. Like, he forgets that they were just doing a standoff. But then he, like, raises the gun again. There's some good, like, comedy between them. They they certainly they certainly keep it a little bit lighter in, the, in their scenes together. Do you think it was going for some comedy when we had uh, Duke talking about what Jason Voorhees makes him think of? <laughs> what was that about? Say the first thing that comes to mind... When you hear Jason Voorhees, I think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. What? What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> now, okay, let's just consider that uh, Duke knows that he can jump between bodies. So maybe that's what he's getting at. Maybe what he's saying is he could look like anybody now. Like, you guys think he's dead, but he's not. He's out there, and he could look like anybody. But why the hot dog through the donut? <laughs> like, I do why? not know. <laughs> it's so <What>? weird. <laughs> yeah, that's but a it, bizarre introduction to that character. Yeah, but it also fits with his character, because his character is, as you said before, like he's got that weird twisted element to him where, like, yeah. Even though he wants to catch Jason, like he he doesn't seem to want anybody's help. He doesn't want anybody else to catch him before him, etc. Like he wants he wants to get his revenge, which is so funny because he gets like eliminated almost immediately once he confronts Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's he like, doesn't really get to do much bounty hunting at all. Right, though. Uh, originally, like the, the the original idea was that he doesn't die there he survives and there was going to be like or at least an Adam Marcus has said there was going to be like a side movie about him like hunting Jason or whatever uh hmm. but that okay. of course was not going to come to fruition unless this movie did extremely well which you know it didn't it, it just was a time 1993 was not the time to be releasing a horror movie man i just wonder how fucking duke got out of jail that's one thing about this that i yeah. just have questions about because we see how how steven gets think, out of jail yeah did steven let him out that's what I'm i think guessing. he was already out by that point because like we do have the cop running by duke's cell and duke like uh-huh. clotheslines him right but that doesn't mean he can reach out there and that that guard has all the fucking you know keys to every cell on him or anything well, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's clearly just so much connecting tissue, connective tissue missing, and it, yeah. It also, as you said, too many characters, too many stories to try to connect. Yeah, it, it it's all over the place. It's hard to really care about the main characters because it's hard to figure out what is even going on with them. <laughs> yeah. Or who the main character is most of the time. Or who like the main I said, character it's like, is, yeah. <laughs> geez, man. At least the soundtrack is dope. It is. Harry Manfredini fucking went hard. He's got that like chaotic element 
in it that I don't know. Like I, I don't know why this one he he felt like I need to go chaotic, but it's good. That that like opening stuff, it just goes like so so hard. Like he's really like it, it sounds a lot like some stuff he's done before, but I think he was also clearly trying to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a repeat of other stuff that you've heard in the other movies. Right. It is pretty fun. And I like I like how the ending goes where he, Jason gets like dragged down to hell by those like yes. crazy rock hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rock hands or whatever. Apparently in the original draft it was supposed to be these like crazy tree root demons that drag uh-huh. him down, which is also very evil dead. Yes, exactly. And it was it was shot in like stop motion as well. Uh, and I think it was there was some uh, fuck up with the way it was shot, and that's why they didn't end up getting to use that. Uh, they had several issues, primarily with the fact that Adam Marcus this was his first his first gig. Like they experienced, yeah, yeah. He he had an eight that that slow motion scene in the cafe. Yeah, that was eight minutes of slow motion. Like, Eight minutes of nonstop <laughs> slow mo. Yes, including the talking. It was shot in slow motion. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that works if it's fucking Mandy and Panos Cosmatos right. is yes. directing it. That <laughs> sure, works. Yeah. But in a Jason movie, no. no. Although I will say, like during that diner scene, they did a lot of that stuff in slow mo. It was and good. It looks. It actually does look pretty fucking yeah. good. It kind of gave yeah. me like little glimpses of uh, of like near dark, like that diner mask yes. scene that happens in uh-huh. that. Kind of remind That's me of so that good. a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's so many okay guns that. in that diner. <laughs> oh my like, god! Everybody's packing. Everybody's packing there. This is the gun heaviest Friday the Thirteenth movie up to this point for sure. It's got to be. Yeah, there's just like all those uh, FBI agents. Everybody seems to have at least one gun throughout the movie. Yeah, it's hmm. it's pretty gun heavy, and it just keeps like it's interesting too because they're using all these guns, but it ha- seems to have very little effect. Oh yeah, like they yeah, just keep shooting little. them over and over and over, and it doesn't seem to really do the job. Nope, not so much, man. Not so much. I mean, maybe we'll get to learn more about this in the the upcoming documentary that the director is working on putting together. It's called like uh, it's like Into the Heart of Darkness or something, and it's kind of a documentary about the making of this. I don't think it's out yet, but last I heard, they were making a documentary about how this movie got made and butchered. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently, I did not know that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah, I, I would be very interested. I'm always interested. Because I know, like, the behind the scenes of these movies usually was so wild because it was like, you know, they were making a movie while the other one wasn't even out yet. Like, the movie yeah. they're making the sequel to. In this case, this is like, they had time in between. You Tons know, there of time. Was, but it wasn't used <laughs> effectively. <laughs> Dude, these people. I yeah. swear, man. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had all the time in the world to make, like, a great finale 100%. goodbye to the 80s we're in yeah. the 90s now this stuff is dead let's fucking put him to rest let's take him to hell <laughs> it seems like they really could have done something very big and impactful that really i don't know pays homage to the series in a lot of ways but instead they're like uh who are you you're what 23 you ever done a movie no that's <laughs> eh, fine get in here 
Yeah, you'll figure it out. The script sucks. We have four days before we start. All right, let's lock you in a room and have you rewrite this script. Yeah. Four days. Yeah, four days locked in a room rewriting a script. I can't imagine any cocaine was involved. No, none at all, man. (laughs) None at all. And there's apparently also some problematic stuff about uh, some of the ladies' like nude scenes in this that does not sound very savory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, apparently, yeah... um, you know, Carrie Keegan had said going in, she was not going to do nudity. And Adam Marcus kept talking about it like it was on the table because he was going to convince her or something. Not and cool. She, yeah, and she had such a terrible time on this set that she actually ended up retiring from acting shortly after. So that's that sucks. And then mm. also, um, uh, what's her name who played... Uh, the the mom shit uh Aaron Gray that's right Aaron Gray she did the movie because her son liked horror makeup and he really like he you know wanted her to take the part so she took the part and then they didn't tell her that the Jason monster was going to go up her crotch and she wasn't there when they shot that so she yeah. didn't see that until the the film came out and she wouldn't have signed on to do that yeah she did Not this cool. for her kid. She doesn't want her kid seeing that happen to his mom. Anyway, no. yeah, I. It, it's definitely just like a reminder that like, it, just because somebody has you know the the ability to direct a film doesn't mean they can step into a production of this type and just do the job. You you definitely need some people on the set wrangling somebody if uh clearly their inexperience is making it uncomfortable and hard for other people on the set uh and then also as as far as i understand uh aaron uh aaron gray as as i said she was upset she has forgiven sean cunningham so i'm guessing it was maybe his his idea of the reshoot uh so she's forgiven him for it because she loves him but she, she hates it that that is in the movie so i don't know it, it sucks like you you don't see that with a lot of the other um installments up to this point you don't see a lot of like full-on complaints like you see people being like oh we you know didn't get much sleep and and all that stuff but there's some like legit like what the fuck was happening on that set type of complaints Mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally get it man it's it's not my favorite of of the franchise no. so far. We've, we've not done Jason X. We've nope. not done uh, Freddy, Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason, and I have seen the remake, which isn't right. great. So I know that mm-hmm. that's not up there. Uh, not my favorite in the franchise. It's not like it's fucking unwatchable. It's still more watchable than something like Freddy's Dead, for example. Yes, yeah, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. But overall. I don't know. I don't know that it's one that I'm going to watch out of sequence. You know, like I'll always oh, pop yeah. on part one. I'll always watch part four any fucking time. Uh-huh. Uh, this one isn't really one that I think I will just watch on a whim every now and then if I feel like it. It's also yeah. really odd to me to see that for being the Jason franchise, like Jason is obviously absent for part one. Right. We have imposter Jason. Later five. on, <laughs> yeah, and in this we have 
not Jason Jason through 90% of the movie. Like, Guy yeah. is absent for like a third of his own movies, dude. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow, he is. <laughs> Jason, man, you got to stop taking your hand off the wheel. <laughs> dude, I think he would really, you know, if this is real life, he'd be getting fired from that job as a no-call, no-show, you know? Absolutely. Jason, this is the third time, man. We just got to let you go. This is your last go. warning, dude. Third uh-huh. strike, you're out. You're fired. You're fired. Remember that guy? <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, whatever happened to him anyway. <laughs> Jesus. You got any other uh, thoughts, observations about this thing? Uh, no, no. I think I'm ready to, to rate it. And, it's uh, time. You know, as, as you were talking about it, you know, you said it's not the worst in the series, but it's not the best. And I'm thinking it's it's kind of middleist. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. Um, which in this series is um is not saying a ton about quality as we've said before <laughs> these uh despite being you know classics and movies i love their their quality is varying um yes <laughs> <laughs> um so for this to be in the middle is is not saying it is of, of great quality but it, it's also more watchable than, than some of the others for me which is uh, uh good i i i i find it as you said I don't know that I'll ever just turn it on by itself, but I definitely wouldn't skip it in a rewatch. I'd be yeah. excited for it coming up. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get through Jason Takes Manhattan, and then at least Jason Goes to Hell will be a little bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's not amazing. Uh, so it, it, my middle-of-the-road movie uh, being, uh, what's that movie? Fuck. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Autopsy of Jane Doe. I always forget. This is not as good as Autopsy of Jane Doe obviously um right. so but i enjoy it i i'd say it's like a four four and a half to me uh, and yep. i think that's pretty fair i'm right there with you i'm right there mm-hmm. with you for for the same reasons i think yeah four four and a half is where i'd put this in as well um it is just a shame to see you know what was supposed to be the farewell to this character right and he's barely in the movie uh-huh. uh whatsoever <laughs> yeah wait Am I talking about this movie or next week's movie? <laughs> next week, are we talking about Halloween Ends? Yeah, um, boy, that that is pretty similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goodbye to this character who's not really in the movie. Yeah, hmm. bye. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm going to try. I'm gonna uh, even attempt to rewatch like Halloween Kills before I watch this one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and try to go into Halloween Ends with a more fresh perspective than I did around this time last year when we watched it the first time. Because, yeah. man, I really hated that movie. Yeah, yeah, I I really didn't enjoy it. And I, I do, I am, as I said, uh, I think uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about, I'm going to go out of my way to like this movie. I'm going to try so hard to find the things about this movie that are good because i know people like this movie some people that i respect have a have a high opinion of this movie halloween ends and i am just gonna try to get it because i as you said i did i hated it (laughs) when i watched it i was like this is other than you know the town all coming together and like throwing them in the the thresher at the end or whatever it didn't have much for me Mm -hmm. um so yeah I'm, i'm i'm interested to try to 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 try to enjoy it or to try to appreciate what's going on in it. 
Well, we'll find out if we can come to terms with it on next week's episode of the show. In the meantime, let us know what you guys think about J-Dog goes to H-E double hockey sticks <laughs> over on our Facebook group, Instagram page, our other social media outlets, which you can find all the links to on our link tree page. There's even a link on there where you can give us money papers. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, there's the hell rankers of the conjuring universe up there right now the we got the halloween hell rankers coming out on halloween itself uh so that's gonna be fun but if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw uh from that smoking bowl once a month and we cover the movie that we draw out of there it's a blast booyah so sign up today have yourself a good time and hang out with your boys and support the show be sure to tune in next week it is dang in the heart of halloween season and we're just gonna be some dang old halley wieners we ain't halley losers now are we no hell no, no we aren't hell no hell no they say hell no that's right so yeah tune in next time i'll be uncle ben i'll be hollywood steve will be dead and lovely. Bye. Bye. Kate and I have recently become really, really into crystal hot sauce. You've had some crystal hot sauce, Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, we have some right here in the house. Uh-huh. Man, it's fucking great. It's like it's just hot vinegar that's kind of it like no sweetness no like flavoring agents like garlic or anything it's just hot and tangy man and i have been putting that shit on just about anything that you can you put it on a tamale you put it on an egg you can find just about anything put it put it on a dick you're gonna have a good time you know Uh, what i mean well i mean is it your dick sometimes maybe because like I guess if it's the dick of someone who you'd like to prank, yeah, it might be you're going to have a good time. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Take that. Dick. Your dick burns. <laughs> so I've become really hooked on it, and I think they should have like an ad campaign for their brand that's like, I'm addicted to crystal. I'm hooked on that crystal. I wake yeah. up in the morning, first thing I think about is getting me some of that crystal. Now, this could also work for the Southern Miniature Burgers chain, right? Yeah, that too, right? Yeah. Either one could go the direction of, hey, I'm a, I'm addicted to Crystal. <laughs> I'm, I'm hooked on that Crystal. My life changed after somebody introduced me to some of that Crystal. Tabasco <laughs> was a gateway drug. <laughs> Sriracha was on my road to addiction. Tabasco is kind of like... Because I I am a hot sauce addict. I we seriously have I think six different hot sauces in the refrigerator, mm. and Tabasco was the lead in. Now yeah. I don't ever eat Tabasco ever ever again, really, unless it's just like the only thing available, and I really want some hot sauce. But that was the gateway. That was the yeah. gateway drug. Damn, and it got me hooked on Crystal. Man, when's the last time you had Tabasco? Because I'll tell you, it's one of those it ones that I I also had, um, yeah. you know, years and years and years and years ago. Yeah. And it kind of became blasé because it's just yes. everywhere. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, it's just a standard issue hot sauce. And I had it 
last year because my buddy Andy Campbell was talking about is like, dude, it's actually made in this really crazy way where like they're fermented for like whatever, 18 months or some crazy uh-huh. shit with these specific peppers and all this. And he's like, you should try it again. It's actually probably different than you remember. And I did have it. And it's like, oh, actually, this is kind of pungent and funky and like. Hmm. It is kind of its own thing. You should try it again sometime. All right, I guess I will. I mean, I've tried the I've tried the Chipotle uh, and the green version, and I thought yeah. they were they were okay. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, maybe totally. I'll, maybe I'll get into it. Maybe I'll get into it. What is your like go to just everyday driver? Oh man, well okay. For me, it was sriracha for a long time, but now we're in that sriracha shortage. Oh yeah, I know that's happening, and uh, you know I I was for a while there. I was real hooked on green sriracha. It's just bright, yeah, and kind of yeah, like yeah. nice and vegetal. But uh, uh, man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Secret Aardvark Habanero is. I put that shit on everything. Never heard and, of it. I mean, it will it'll it'll clear the sinuses. I'll tell you that. But yeah. Uh, and it's not it's not necessarily the go to for everything. Like uh, it's okay on eggs, but I'd rather have uh, a sriracha or a crystal. Either give right, me that yeah. gar- that garlic or give me that that vinegar. But totally, uh, it's it's great with so much stuff. I, I yeah, I've been putting it on everything. Secret Aardvark. Let me tell you, they make some good stuff. Wow, might just help you with your fucking crystal addiction, huh? <laughs> yeah, get you listen. Get off the crystal. All right. Everybody hooked on crystal these days. Don't nobody want to work no more. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be like a competitor's ad campaign. Get off the crystal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> come back to Tabasco. The bad <laughs> bitch that introduced you to the world of hot sauces. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> 